I'm going to be teaching them about arguments. Can you tell me what an argument is? No. No. No? You don't know what an argument is? No. So what goes into a philosophy paper? What exactly are we reading in this course? Essentially, what we're reading are what we call arguments. Now, they're not arguments where people are yelling and fighting at one another. What they're doing is they're trying to convince you of a claim. They're trying to convince you that something is true using logic. So what exactly is an argument? So an argument is a collection of claims. And what we mean by a claim is something that can be true or false. And we're contrasting that with other uses of language where we're asking questions or commanding people to do something. So a claim says something about the world and we can go and look at the world and see whether or not that claim is true or false. Now, an argument is a collection of these claims. One of them in particular is the one that the author wants you to believe is true after they've given you the argument. And that particular claim is the conclusion of an argument. The rest of the claims in an argument are intended to get you to that conclusion. They're intended to support or give evidence for that conclusion. So an argument is a collection of claims. One of them in particular, the conclusion, is the aim of the argument, and the other claims in there are premises, and they're trying to support or give evidence for that particular conclusion. And now logic is the study of reasoning. It's the study of good argumentation. It, there is actually ways of reasoning that we consider to be good and ways of reasoning that we consider to be bad. And logic is the study of that. Now, when we have an argument, what we want to do is ask, is this a good argument or, or is this a bad argument? Should I accept this conclusion or should I reject it? And we do that by looking at the properties of an argument and evaluating an argument. The first property that we're concerned with is validity. Now, validity isn't concerned with whether the premises are true or not. It is actually concerned with the structure of the argument. And what it's asking is, if these premises are true, is the conclusion true? Or in other words, if I imagine that these premises are true, is it possible that the conclusion could be false? If it's not possible, then you have a valid argument. If the premises are true, then the conclusion must be true. Now, if it is possible that the premises are true and the conclusion false, then you have an invalid argument. Again, validity isn't concerned with whether the premises are actually true. It's just, do the premises support the conclusion? Now, soundness takes validity and then considers the truth of the premises. So for an argument to be sound, has to be both valid and have all true premises. Now, if you know that the premises support the conclusion and the premises are true, then you have to accept the conclusion. So a sound argument is the gold standard in philosophy. It's what we're always aiming at. It's the ideal form of argument because you know if you can give a sound argument, then you've convinced your reader of the conclusion. An unsound argument is an argument that is either invalid or it has a, at least one false premise. So it's an argument that is not valid. Now, when we're trying to give a valid argument, what we're doing is we're trying to give deductive arguments. So deductive arguments are arguments that aim to be valid. 
Now, sometimes somebody might think they've given a deductive argument, but they've gone faulty in some way. Now, not all good arguments are deductive arguments. Some good arguments are not deductive. They're inductive. Now, inductive arguments don't guarantee their conclusion, but they give likely support for their conclusion. So we say that an argument is strong when, if the premises were true, that makes the conclusion more likely to be true. Again, we're just concerned with the structure of the argument. We're not concerned with whether the premises are actually true. Now, an argument is weak if, if given the premises, they don't actually lend that much support to the conclusion. Now, just as we had validity and soundness, um, with inductive arguments, we have strength and then we have cogency. Now, cogency is when we have a strong argument and true premises. So this is concerned with the structure and the truth of the premises. So if you have a strong argument and all the premises are true, then you have a cogent argument. And an uncogent argument is an argument that is, that is either weak or it has a false premise. Now, there's some common forms of inductive arguments that we're going to be looking at in this class. The first is enumerative induction. Now, what enumerative induction, as the name implies, is it goes through a series. It, it goes through a, an enumeration. And so the premises are observed cases or past cases. And then the conclusion goes beyond what's observed or what happened in the past and makes conclusions about future cases or about unobserved cases. Another type of inductive argument is an argument by analogy. And here we're drawing a comparison between two things that are similar in some way. And we're saying the first thing has a particular property. And so we conclude that the thing that it's similar to also has that property. Another kind of inductive argument is what we call an abductive argument or an inference to the best explanation. And here what we do is we move from our observations or our data and we conclude what is likely to best explain that data. This is very similar to hypothesis testing in, in science. There's some common ways that arguments go bad. And those common ways we tend to call fallacies. Now, there are lots of different kinds of fallacies. I'm just going to go through a few of them right now. A straw person fallacy or a straw man fallacy is when you misrepresent another person's argument. So somebody's given an argument and then you're replying to that argument, but you're misconstruing what the person says. And so what you're doing is you're actually attacking an imitation of their argument, not the actual argument that they've given. The converse of this is the principle of charity. And this is an obligation that philosophers have to one another to interpret one another in the best possible light. They're trying to respond to the best version of their opponent's argument. So that way, if they can raise an objection to a very good version of an argument, that advances the dialogue. A group of fallacies that people tend to commit a lot are called ad hominem fallacies. And what ad hominem means is it's Latin for against the person. What it does is it shifts the focus from the content of an argument to the person who actually gave the argument. One type of ad hominem fallacy is abusive ad hominem. And here what you're doing is you're pointing out 
um, some bad characteristics of the per of the speaker of the person given the argument, and they could be real or they could be um, just alleged bad characteristics. And so you're shifting the focus from the content of what they said, and you're making claims about their character and to detract from their argument. Another type of fallacy is the two quote K fallacy or the U2 fallacy. And what this fallacy does is it tries to deflect the criticism that the speaker is giving by pointing out that the speaker is also guilty of what they're criticizing. It's basically pointing out hypocrisy. Now, you might think hypocrisy is bad, but it actually doesn't take away from the content of what the person said. The person might be right in their criticism, even if it also applies to themselves. Another type of ad hominem is the circumstantial ad hominem. This fallacy works by deflecting from the content of what somebody's saying and trying to point out that they stand to benefit by that claim being true. Now, whether or not somebody stands to benefit from a claim being true doesn't affect the truth of what they're trying to say. So while you might want to scrutinize what they're saying a little bit more if they stand to benefit, it doesn't necessarily mean what they're saying is false.